nutrition and lifestyle transformation coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Never Settle Lifestyle, a company created to guide you in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself through the complete wellness of your body, mind, and soul. I am here to journey along with you as you transform your life and no longer settle for less than what you are truly capable of. I'll show you how to finally take a stand for maintaining your life balance while performing at an elite level with grace and ease. I'll share with you the methodology of habit and change psychology that has changed my life and the lives of so many others. Together, we'll commit to the relentless pursuit of progress, all the while not taking life too seriously. Here we revolutionize your resilience as you begin to get comfortable with adversity. Welcome to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today I am going to dish all the stuff about my journey with CrossFit, my personal story, and my biggest takeaways and life lessons in the decade that I have been doing this sport. So if you're new to the sport, I really hope that it helps you. I hope that it gives you some insight. I'm sure there will be some things that you can relate to, other things maybe not, but um, nonetheless, I know that you're going to be able to take away some really um, tangible things from today's episode. All right, so I'm not going to waste much time. I really just want to jump into this. Um, I had a lot come through, a lot come to mind that I wanted to share, and yeah, honestly, let's just dive in. So for some context of where we are right now in the year, we have finished up um, the first workout for the 2023 CrossFit Open. And it's currently Wednesday, the day before the second of three workouts are going to be announced. So number two will be announced tomorrow on Thursday, um, February 23rd. And for those of you that are not familiar with the CrossFit Open, let's kind of talk about it really quick. So it's transformed as time goes on, has gone on. Um, CrossFit has changed ownership. It's changed hands over the course of years. Um, It's really transformed as a sport. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and what that has looked like. So really quickly, just to tell you guys about the CrossFit Open. Essentially, CrossFit headquarters each year will announce a series of workouts. And essentially, these workouts are um, a secret, and nobody really knows what they are up until the time that the event is announced. So basically, they will be announced on a Thursday. And as soon as they're announced... um, you have until the following Monday to submit your scores. Now, to be able to submit your scores, you have to sign up for the CrossFit Open. It's like a $20 fee. And then, you know, you have your stats there. Um, You're placed on a leaderboard. You can look at, you know, where you stack up against the entire world. You can look to see where you stack up against other people at your gym, or you can customize it truly to whatever you want. So if you had like a small group of friends that are all around the country or something, and you wanted to compete with each other, you could do that. A lot of people will use it as a metric for workouts past. So something recently I found out, and you guys, if I um, have missed something, let me know because I, I would love to be able to remedy this situation. So both gyms that I I started at, so the first gym that I first started CrossFit at, as well as the gym before 
the one that I'm currently at and the one that I'm currently working at have both closed. So essentially to be a um, CrossFit gym, you have to pay for the affiliate. So you basically pay for the CrossFit name and that allows you to um, essentially run the open at your gym and be able to have a leaderboard and like there's a bunch of other stuff that goes with it, certifications and whatnot um, to be able to uphold that name and you have to like pay a fee on and on. So (laughs) here's what's interesting. Um, Because those two gyms are now out of business, my previous scores are non-existent. It's a little disappointing. So for example, um, the first workout was, I think it was 14.4, which basically means in 2014, it was the fourth workout that was released. So essentially I could go back in time and kind of see, you know, what I chose to do. Did I choose to do the workout as prescribed? Did I choose to scale the workout to, you know, a lighter weight with the barbell movements? Did I choose simpler movements? What did I do? To be honest, you guys, I have no clue because my data is completely missing. So if anybody has any remedy to this, please let me know. I would be forever grateful. Um, On that topic though, what I do know is I did find an old video of myself trying to bless squat clean 95 pounds in 2014. And like, I'm so freaking proud of my growth. I'm so proud of how far I've come. And it was funny because I was watching the video and like now as I would say, you know, an experienced coach, I'm like, yep, wasn't doing this right. Like just kind of like looking at all the things that I was not doing well in the movement. And I'm like, wow, okay. Like I've grown a lot. So, um, basically 95 pounds, if you guys are unfamiliar was the barbell weight that was used for that workout, um, 14.4, which is now 23.1. So they basically recycled the workout to be that first workout. Um, and I moved it, you know, given, given the workout very easily. And it, it, and so I think back to like what that looked like before and a lot of growth has been made. So nonetheless, (laughs) I'm sure it was way better than what my score was in 2014. Um, yeah, like real quick recap on how it went for me. I was really happy with how it went. So depending on the day I can have, um, several ring muscle ups, you know, do pretty well with it. And then it's like, you guys know how it goes, depending on the athlete, depending on the person, um, body weight movement. So let's talk like pull-ups, muscle-ups, toes to bar, handstand push-ups. It is a strength to body weight ratio. So depending on how strong you are versus like how light your body weight is will depend on how well you do the movement as well as how gassed are you with your grip, with your upper body strength, with your midline, like whatever the movement is calling of you, right? So after a metric fuck ton of <laughs> um, toast bar, it was very hard to hold on to those rings, you guys. And um, we're in the warm up. It felt really good. Um, I finished my, I finished the cleans. If you guys want to look up this workout, feel free. Um, but basically I finished the cleans, which is the tie break moment. As soon as you finish the cleans, Um, I finished that at like 1221 and then attempted for the next, however many, however long that is, what minute and a half ish to do muscle ups. I probably attempted five or six of them very like unsuccessfully. They, they were very close, but it was just like my core and my grip was absolute trash. (laughs) So yeah, I, but nonetheless, I was super happy with how it went. It felt really strong. I felt like I went, you know, pretty fast for what it was. Um, Yeah, so that was that. Anyway, let's proceed. Okay, so when it all began, it was 2013. So if you guys are familiar with my story, you know that I um, was dealing with eating disorders in the past. So 
for some context, and if you want to check out more about that, check out episode one and two of my podcast where I really go in deep about all of that. Um, but 2013, so that timeline was right when I was exiting orthorexia. So I would say like mid 2013 was when I started to venture into overeating. And um, here's what's interesting. Here's kind of how it started. So we'll get into the nutrition side of it here in just a moment. So um, the first gym that I started at was a gym in near Asheville, North Carolina. And um, they just were in the process of starting the, the affiliate. And the gym setup was like a traditional Globo gym. So, you know, like bodybuilding style gym. And then on the other side was um, what was to be the CrossFit section. And then like on the far, far side was cardio equipment. So let me give you some context for this. This is wild. We had y'all cement floors and iron plates, like not Olympic size plates, not like large plates, like regular bodybuilding style plates. It was gnarly. So you could not drop the weight, you know, you'd ruin the floor. It was, and you had to be careful. <laughs> Don't fall. <laughs> and then eventually like we got, um, the standardized rubber weights and like, uh, rubber floors and things like that. So it was kind of cool to like see the progression. But at that time I was just on my own, very much a lone wolf and was doing my thing in the gym. I loved hit training. So I would just like make up workouts. I would essentially try to hit my lower body, lower body, upper body and core every day. And I would try to run on top of it. I was working out a lot. And, um, the coach at the time was like, Hey, I think you would really like CrossFit. Why don't you come in? Like, just drop into a class, give it a try. And I was like, I don't know about all that. Like lifting barbells over my head. Mm, that's kind of freaky. So I looked it up, of course, you guys, I, so I looked up CrossFit, just Googled it, pulled up some YouTube videos. And of course, we have videos of the CrossFit games. I see Annie Thor's daughter, like, snatching hundreds of pounds over her head or however much it was at the time. Um, Camille LeBlanc, like, doing ring muscle-ups. And I was like, ain't no way, way in hell I can do this shit. <laughs> like... And, and I just, I mean, you guys, I knew nothing about fitness or nutrition at this time, just mind you. So I'm like watching them squat the, this weight and I'm like, I'm a runner. I want to be running when I'm 65. I can't be lifting hundreds of pounds and ruin my knees. <laughs> this was literally my logic. I didn't know anything. So anyway, this guy was like on me about it and I was like, all right, all right. So I, I did it. I went ahead and did it. And for some context, I was a competitive athlete in school. So, you know, played basketball, ran track and like, I got the itch. I was like, I'm, I'm very competitive by nature, or at least especially was then. Um, we'll talk about more of that here in just a bit. But basically, um, I was like, oh, this, this is giving me that competitive edge back, you know, because you have a metric, you have something you're shooting for in the workout Okay, you get as many rounds as you possibly can in 15 minutes. Wow, there's something to shoot for. You know, personal records, PRs in how much weight you're lifting, on and on. And then come to find out, lifting helps you running <laughs> because it strengthens your knees, you guys. So who would have thought that, um, you know, lifting weight would help with... Uh, the ligaments and tendons around your knees, right? <laughs> Who knew? So, um, yeah, it, it made me stronger. It's so wild. I need to go back and like really find, um, these past videos because I remember having videos of me trying to do snatches, which is basically like bringing the barbell from the ground all the way overhead with a wide grip, um, back squatting and all of these, were really hard for me. Um, in my most recent podcast with Sarah Riley, I talk a little bit about my hip strength and how that has progressed. And my hips and uh, glutes were extremely, extremely weak. And I did not realize how weak they truly were until I was like, oh, wow, I physically 
cannot go past parallel in a squat and weak hip flexors and on and on. So CrossFit has taught me so much about my body. It's taught me more than running track ever did. It's taught me more than playing basketball ever did. It, because a coach has their eyes on you with your form all of the time, it really helps you with what's called proprioception. So basically that is you knowing where your body is in space without looking in a mirror, which truth be told drove me nuts when I first started. I was like, why can't I see what I'm doing? <laughs> you know, but it's, it's for a reason because it, it, um, to kind of go back to the eating disorder thing, it takes you out of purely the aesthetic and it focuses more on the performance. Okay, so let's talk about how this impacted my nutrition and lifestyle. So in terms of nutrition, like I was saying, when I first started, probably the first three to six months, I was still like heavily restricting my food. So I was probably eating like 13 to 1800 calories a day, which was extremely low. You guys, please never eat that low. Um, actually, not even 1800. It was probably 1300 at the highest now that I'm thinking about it. And I was working a job that was very physical. So I was an esthetician um, doing skincare at a spa. I was doing facials, body treatments, body waxing. Like I was running up and down stairs all day long. So I had a very physical job. So I would do CrossFit. And here is where my orthorexia, which is basically overtraining and undereating, really, really started to rear its ugly head. So prior to that, I was just doing like hit training and then I would come back to the gym. I would do two days, five, probably five or six days a week. It was, it was wild to this day. I'm like, how did I have the energy <laughs> on top of my very physical job? So I was burning a ton of calories. Um, but I would do hit training in the morning I would strength train and run at night and I would run about three to five miles. Unreal, just absolutely unreal. So then once I started CrossFit, what it became was I started doing the CrossFit class in the morning. And we're going to talk a little bit about like old school versus new school CrossFit and what's changed. So um, when old school CrossFit you know, when CrossFit kind of first was the thing and it started originally in 2008, it was very, very militant and it was very, very like, how can we blow your body up? And now I should say this depending on the gym, right? How can we blow your body up as much as possible? And like the gym that I was working out at, the um, owner of the affiliate was, he was from the military. He was pretty grueling with his workout style. Like specifically, I remember there was one day in, I think it was like February, maybe March. And it was 32 degrees out and it, there was snow on the ground. He didn't tell anybody, but he was like, all right, everybody line up the door. We're going to do a five mile run for today's workout outside. So it was like the whole thing was general physical preparedness whether or not you have the equipment, i.e., you know, a jacket, beanie, gloves, whatever, ready or not, we're going. And everybody ate it up with a spoon. You know, we were doing hero workouts like at least three times a week. And if you guys don't know what like a hero, it's called workout of the day. So wad, a hero wad is, or a girl wad, basically it's an extremely difficult workout that, um, they've named after like a fallen hero or, um, has the name of a, a female, which basically is like a specific, they call it like a benchmark workout. So people would walk around and be like, Hey, what's your Fran time? You know, and you kind of understand someone's fitness level based on that. So, um, yeah, we were doing those grueling workouts like three times a week and this is before anybody knew anything. So it was like, it was normal. It was expected. It was okay. And like, it, you would kind of get this like guilt and shame if you didn't participate. And like, imagine a 20 something that's like, 
rearing and ready to go and all of your buddies are like, what do you mean you're tired? Like you're, you're just going to be like, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm, I'm down. Like, let's go. And so you're beating your body up a bit. Well, a lot. Right. So, um, the coaching industry has grown a lot and there's been a much better understanding of programming and of understanding overtraining, which was kind of unheard of back at that time. Um, so things have become much more balanced. And there's something that I always say in terms of CrossFit gyms are like sushi. You can find gas station sushi, or you can go to a five-star restaurant and have a gourmet meal. So the same holds true with a CrossFit gym. Okay. Because truth be told, you go for a weekend, you get a CrossFit level one certification and you pay for a, um, affiliate. I have been, you know, I've been, let's see, coaching since 2016, 2017 and have been to two level one trainings. And each time I've had people that in the, in my class that I've been, you know, taking it with and they've never done CrossFit. And they're like, this just sounds like a good business idea. And they don't know shit. They don't know anything. And then you have people that make this their craft. They're extremely skilled in movement pattern. They're extremely skilled in um, injury prevention. They're really working closely with physical therapists and chiropractors and massage therapists. And they're checking out your mobility patterns. They really understand what a healthy movement pattern looks like and when and how they should scale the movement for someone in order for them to not only perform at their best, but help them to grow as an athlete instead of injuring them. So unfortunately, not every gym is like that. And I would say like my first gym definitely meant well, but it was definitely, it had some holes, right? So like I even think of some of the cues and things of, you know, when I was like, learning to snatch or whatever. And I'm like, huh, (laughs) that could have been a little better. You know what I mean? Um, Two, I have to explain, like I have been taught by world-class professionals as well. So you kind of have to understand like that is also where I'm coming from. And that comes in later. So your coach definitely matters. So I, long story short, got caught up in the cult lifestyle. And like, it was so, it's so much fun because it's like, you find this camaraderie that a lot of us can't really find outside of um, high school and collegiate sport. You know what I mean? So um, it brings it back. It brings back that competitive feeling and it's so much fun. But if you're not careful, the wheels can fall off. Okay. So let's talk really quickly about how it impacted my nutrition going back to that subject. Okay. So going back to when I first started CrossFit, again, I was eating like a max of 1300 calories. I had a very active lifestyle. I would do the workout in the morning. So this was mostly my fault. And I take full responsibility for this a for not knowing any better B for just getting a little ahead of myself. If we're being honest, I would do the workout in the morning And it was not abnormal to go back to the gym for the evening class and retake the workout to try to beat my time from that morning. Yeah. (laughs) I needed guidance, you guys, and I did not have it at the time, unfortunately. (laughs) So um, not only that, like I would stay and I like all of my friends would do accessory work. So whether that was like, working on a skill like toes to bar or pull-ups or um, snatches or just bodybuilding stuff. Like we, it was our life. Like we were in our twenties. We, you know, would just hang out at the gym. That's where my friends were. And it was so much fun. And we were overtraining like motherfuckers. Like it was also not extremely healthy. You know what I mean? Like um, the way I explain it now, Like the ideal split would be five days a week, three days on, one day off, two days on, one day off. You guys hear me say that all the time. 
And like, it doesn't hurt to do some accessory work afterwards. But if you're training for like four hours a day, guess what? Like, hopefully you're a professional athlete, you know, now training for a couple of hours a day, this is a whole other subject, but basically you have to ask yourself the question of like, does this fit my ultimate goal? Like, are you training now to go to, um, semifinals, which we'll get into the description of here in a bit, which is basically like after you kick ass in the open, you, you know, you graduate to quarterfinals and semifinals. Like, is that your life goal right now? Or are you trying to graduate school? Are you trying to focus on your career? Are you trying to focus on your family? Right? So like you have to have your priorities straight, you know, and until somebody guides you that kind of knows better and likely you're not going to want to hear it. Um, you might just be kind of getting yourself into some trouble, right? So it's like, yes, have fun in the gym, do do competitive training, if that feels good for you, if that serves your energy levels, if you are a, you know, if you if you're single, and like, have tons of free time, and your job is not physically demanding, like, sure, why not? But it's like, yo, have your priorities straight. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And and at the end of the day, do what you want to do, but it's like, understand whether or not you're overtraining, I guess is what I'm getting at here. So any hoosie, um, what was interesting was my metabolism shifted dramatically because I was now lifting heavier than I ever had. So my metabolism started to shift as in like, my body wanted more calories. Here's what got interesting. So in essence, CrossFit saved me to like, there were other factors, like a lot of internal work that came along with this, but it like was a big catalyst in terms of my eating disorders. Okay. So I was in orthorexia, under eating, over training. And then all of a sudden I start training and lifting more. And my body's like, yo, we need more calories if we're going to a keep you alive, but B build muscle. And around that time as well, I went to my doctor and I hadn't had a period you guys in three years. I've shared this before. So this is like mid 2013. So I'd make the decision. Okay. I'm going to just eat a little bit more. That's all that my doctor asked, right? Like I'm just going to eat a little bit more. Well, the thing is, you guys, when you have been heavily restricting food for so long, once you start eating, it becomes really hard to stop because you've literally been starving yourself and the mind and the body does a very interesting thing where it's like, hey, we don't know when we're going to get this food again. So we better eat as much as physically possible. And, And like the chemicals in your brain just do this thing. So enter binge eating disorder. And then I would try to restrict to make up for the next day, which would cause me to overeat at night on top of all the training. Right. So it was, it was like very interesting. So because I was eating so much, I actually put on a lot of muscle very quickly. (laughs) And I, it's kind of like the best compliment I've ever got to a degree, but also like kind of interesting and weird in a way, but people, because like I ended up gaining weight so quickly and I was doing CrossFit. Um, I had like on three occasions, people ask me if I was doing steroids because I packed on so much weight so quickly. And I was like very visibly muscular. Like you guys, if you guys have seen pictures of me, you know, have defined traps. I've got, you know, defined shoulders, like, and they didn't really pop up until this point in time. So people were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, where did this come from? And I was like, thanks guys. But no, it's, uh, due to an eating disorder and training a lot. (laughs) So, um, here was what, here's what got interesting with the binge eating disorder. I noticed like it with my evening, eventually it tapered off to where I was doing just one workout. I stopped doing two days, thank the Lord. And then I would just do one workout and then like some accessory stuff after the workout. So, you know, became fairly normal in training. And at the same time, you have to remember, like we were also doing hero wads and girl wads like three times a week. So it was still 
too much volume. Okay. So, um, with that being said, like I, I would notice I would, the days I would really restrict cause that was always my cycle. And then I would end up overeating was, um, I could not go home, binge and work out stating the obvious here. Right. But like sometimes my job allowed me to get home at like 3 PM. I would eat and, you know, even having, have, have finished eating two hours prior to the workout, but I would have so much in my system that I would be sick. And I remember like there was one instance, I just, I couldn't stop eating. And then I finally stopped two hours before my workout. I went to work out, but like there was so much blood flow going to my gut, trying to digest from like all the food that I packed in that I, A, was super sick during the workout. B, I couldn't physically do the workout because I was just, I had no blood flow going to my muscles. I just, I went to the bathroom and just cried because I was so disappointed in myself, but it's like, I see it now. And it's like, yo, Kim, your body was only doing what you asked it to. Like you asked it to digest all that food. And then like, it's not really fair to hit it with a switch up and like do this insane workout a couple of hours later. You know what I mean? Also was eating foods I was like intolerant to. So that didn't help anything. So it taught me a lesson, like it forced me to not be able to eat as, as, as much, like force so much food into my system. So in essence, like CrossFit became the, um, balancing factor in my life as far as my nutrition goes. And, um, it was difficult though. It was very hard because I was training so hard that I wanted to eat more because I was expending so many calories. And you guys know, like if you've had a heavy lifting session, that's a different kind of hunger than just like going out and doing some cardio. There's something about that, that sustained metabolic rate. It just stays high for a while. Right. So, um, long story short, like slowly after that, you know, I, I went back and forth with that cycle until about 2015 and I'll let you guys listen to the other podcasts to talk about like how I did the, um, somatic work and like mindset work around that and inner work to finally get through it. But honestly, like if not for CrossFit starting that momentum, I'm not sure that I would have ever got through it. So another thing it did for me was it, it checked my fucking ego because like, when you're like young and dumb, you just, you just want to attack. Like, at least this was my mindset. I just had no one to guide me. So I didn't have anybody to like explain to me like, Hey, pacing or Hey, you don't have to be comparing yourself to everybody all the time, you know? And that was my biggest issue anyway. So it was like, I just would go to these workouts, get my ass handed to me. And it's exactly what I needed. Like I, it put me in my place and like without it, I would have never got that medicine. Nothing else I think would have ever been able to teach me that lesson quite in that way. Because like when you do the workout and you don't do it to the level maybe that you expect or you get, you know, beat by somebody, which like, honestly, I don't really care about that now, which we'll talk about later. Um, it, it, it checks your ego, (laughs) you know, you can't kind of walk around in this snooty ass comparison mode. Right. So it was super beneficial. It was exactly what I needed. Okay. So let's fast forward. I moved to Cleveland in, um, the very beginning of 2016. So I found a new gym and wow, what a shift is all I can say, because this gym really, really taught me what a true CrossFit atmosphere should look like. So it was very community oriented. Um, there were games athletes at this gym. It was very much like when I first started in its tippy top prime. Um, there were, world-class, uh, instructors that would come in and teach us. And like, we have physical therapists on staff. We had chiropractors. I mean, they, they got it. Like they understood longevity is more important than blowing your body up. And it taught me a lot. And it was interesting because I was still in that old mindset of comparison and hyper, hyper, um, 
competitiveness to an unhealthy level. Like I would constantly be looking at the leaderboard. Oh, did I beat so-and-so? Oh, like just always in comparison, I, whatever I could find, whatever I could do, I would compare myself to other people somehow in some way. And it, it, it was really shitty. Like it wasn't cool. And eventually I had one of the coaches, um, ask me, I'm trying to think of the way he worded it, worded it. He was like, what are you trying to prove? He was like, and, and he was very much the black sheep of the gym and very much into functional movement, which is very much a thing now as in like longevity, you know, not necessarily like saving your body, but like moving in an intentional way and not always blowing your body up. And he taught me a lot because he was on the other end of that spectrum and it challenged me. And I was like, when he said that, I was like, man, fuck you. You know, like, how dare you kind of call me out on this pretty much. But it, it got me to thinking and I was like, you know, why, why am I in this state? Because at this point I was training competitively Um, and if you know anything about that, basically you do the regular workout of the day and then you do another workout of the day and then you do like twice as much strength training. Like I was in the gym three to four hours a day, just working out. Um, so along with that, I end up quitting skincare and I start at this gym as a coach and I learned so much. I learned so very much from the other coaches, from the people that managed me. Um, I I learned a whole lot. So I learned a ton more about the body on and on and on. So um, with all that being said, I really was having to face my competitive mindset. And around this time was like how I was wrapping up that binge eating disorder. I was finally stepping out of it, right? And, um, this is all part of that process. It took a very long time. So basically I, at that time was just sitting in reflection and also having the pain of coming to reality about my relationship with fitness. And it was fucking hard and it's even harder when the people around you are pushing you to go full tilt all of the time. So for me, it was either all on and like, I didn't know how to not do that. So in my mind, it was like, well, if I don't go all for it, then I don't do CrossFit at all. Cause I don't know, like I can't moderate myself and feel good about it. Cause I'll always have felt like I could push harder. You know what I mean? So fast forward, I end up leaving this job. I go off and I start NSL, never set a lifestyle. Here we are. My nutrition business is off the ground and my husband, then boyfriend at the time, uh, we built a home gym together. So from very interestingly enough, 2019 to 2021, very conveniently, we worked out at home. And I mostly did functional bodybuilding. I did a lot of hypertrophy work. I did um, some Metcons, but it was not, I was not, I stepped away from the CrossFit community. I kind of got sick of the competitiveness. It was almost like I just, I needed to break up with it for a little while. I needed to know who I was outside of the sport. And it was hard because like, it was like, it was like leaving a lover. (laughs) It was like leaving a boyfriend. (laughs) And I didn't know how to have that relationship in a healthy way. And I had to rediscover that. Um, and it, and it was not a like, cut and dry process by any means. So, um, fast forward to 2021, I get approached by the owner of C4 athletics, the gym that I work out at now. And they're like, Hey, like we heard you were a really good coach. Like we want you to work for us. And truthfully, you guys, I turned down the position three times because I was like, I don't know how to 
do this sport and not like be unhealthy about it. <laughs> and I, I realized it was interesting because in that time of 2019 to 2021, it was the stillness that my central nervous system needed, which is a whole different topic in and of itself. And like, is in terms of, I had been through a lot, um, trauma wise. And I think I, I had been stirring things for so long, like doing intense workouts that like, finally the dust needed to settle in some way is the best way I can explain it. And so I took a moment, you know, for multiple reasons and kind of just did things on my own terms. So fast forward, I was like, you know what? I really miss this. I need to learn how to have a healthy relationship with it. I don't know what this looks like. And it was terrifying. And I ended up accepting the job. And I love it. I love this gym. It's the best gym that I've ever not only worked at, but worked out at. Um, everybody there is amazing. The programming kicks ass. It's a, a beautiful balance of all of it. But most of all, like I changed because I could easily be that same person in the past and find a way to beat the shit out of myself, even with the programming that we have. But I just know better now. So let's talk about what my relationship to CrossFit has looked like since the beginning of 2021. So of course, I was like not in prime shape starting back um, into CrossFit. And I went through a major process of anxiety and judging myself for it. But it was also like a, hey, this is what this looks like. And like, it's kind of this like, being put in timeout feeling like you're, you kind of just have to deal with the consequences and it's for your own good. Like it's, it's the medicine you need, right? Like that's kind of how it felt. And, um, it, it forced me to be like, Hey, like you're not allowed to judge yourself because you're not even in the competitive place to compare anything right now was essentially like what it felt like. So, um, I had to, it forced me to approach myself without judgment. I could not look at anybody else on the leaderboard because it's like they were not on the same path that I had been on for the past two years. And so like, why bother comparing that, which was good for me. So um, exponentially, I would say, like I think of each open workout. So 2021, 2022, and now in 2023, every year mentally, I have felt better. And truthfully, you guys, like two months ago, I went through my last, I think, stitch of frustration with this like need to prove, this need to compare, this need to um, be competitive. While I know good and damn well, like that is not my pro priority in life right now. Like, my pro priority in life right now is to grow my business and to connect with my family and to enjoy little moments in life. Like it's not to be a competitive athlete. Like I don't have the capacity for that and nor do I really want to right now. So um, I, I kind of like had this expectation I was holding against myself in 2021 of like, I'm a new coach. I need to show up. I need to like be, be all these things. And then 2022 was okay. I've got fitter. I'm more comfortable with myself and I want to be competitive and I'm going to like really push myself and like, I'm going to compare myself a little bit and I'm going to have a little grace about it too. And then this year has been very much like, I know who I am. I know where I'm at and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to fucking push myself and I'm not going to give a damn about what anybody else has to say about it one way or another. And it feels so good to be in that spot. And there's no doubt in my mind, like that initial anxiety in 2021 and like starting up again had to do with COVID. Like you kind of, you know, like, have to rediscover what it's like to 
show up around people again. You know what I mean? And like be in that space. And even though this is now my mindset of I'm just kind of unbothered about it and I'm going to have fun and push myself. Like there are still people that are looking over their shoulder at me. There are still people that are comparing themselves to me. And it's funny because I, and especially as a psychic intuitive, like I, by the way, if you're new to this episode, (laughs) I should interject (laughs) because yeah, that's also part of a dynamic of me as well. Um, If you didn't know that, I have a few episodes back. It's episode 30 something um, coming out of the spiritual closet. Yes, I am a psychic intuitive. It is part of who I am and part of how I run my business. Anyway, go check that out if you want to know more. Um, but as somebody that's very deeply intuitive and, and can feel people's thoughts and, um, feelings towards me, I like, I I feel it and I see it. And it's like, I'm so proud of myself and how matured I've become because like, whereas before I may have been very like, I'll show you if that's what you think. Instead, I approach it as like, girl, we ain't even in the same lane. Like you're just fighting against yourself here. Cause I'm not even in the race. Like I'm over here with my own priorities and doing my own thing. So like you go for it, but like, I'm not even participating here. So like, what are you even doing? You know what I mean? So, and really quickly to explain what my workout regimen looks like now. So essentially I will spend four days a week doing CrossFit And then one day a week doing bodybuilding. So lifting of whatever kind I want. And as I get closer to my period, basically what you can expect is that your cardio is going to be worse. It's actually, it's going to be a lot harder. So I'll transition into maybe two to three days a week of CrossFit and then two to three days of bodybuilding. So I'll just lift more and I'll like take it a little easier if I'm absolutely dying in the CrossFit workouts. If I'm having a good cycle, um, meaning if I've taken care of myself for the month prior, then I can expect to just do those CrossFit workouts without much interruption. But that has a lot to do with stress management, proper sleep, um, eating well, which if anybody has any questions about how to do that, let me know. I can help. So that is what things currently look like. So to paint that picture, I basically work out to fully support my energy levels. Um, PR, so hit personal records as best I can with my lifts and my skills. I'll work on skills maybe one day a week um, and look good naked. I just, I just want to feel good, you guys. So that's where I'm at currently. A lot has changed. So much has changed. Um, so this has been me easing into my new outlook and it feels really fucking good. And like right now in this specific season, it feels good. And I know that I have days that are harder than others where I'm, where I am hard on myself. And then there are days where I'm like in this state, which is honestly, most of the time, I would say like 90% of the time, this is where I'm at. So essentially I say all of that to say CrossFit has taught me so many lessons that nothing else in this life could have taught me. And a lot of it's been really hard. (laughs) And a lot of it has revealed to me where I don't need to be spending my time and what doesn't serve me. And I love this new relationship I've cultivated with it because I think that it's one probably more people than not need to understand and come to terms with versus like that year one of CrossFit feeling that everybody gets that it's like, I'm going to the games. Truth be told, you guys, last I looked at this statistic, um, you have a like 1% of 1% chance of making it to the games, not even getting on the podium, just making it to the games. So work your ass off, do what you can, but be realistic, right? So um, 
I love you guys. I would love to know what you thought about this. I would love to know if it gave you some perspective and just understand like if, if being competitive in this sport is your thing, fuck yes, go have fun, do your thing, but make sure that above all, you're not doing it in a way to weaponize your fitness against yourself. Like, you know, you can have those tough love conversations with yourself, but I hope that that's not all that your fitness is. I hope that you're having fun and I hope that you're pushing yourself in a challenging yet loving way. Cause like at the end of the day, when it stops being fun, like what the fuck are you doing? Like go have fun, be healthy, live your life, you know? And if not, if you need some help with that, I can. (laughs) So schedule a consultation with me or schedule a one-on-one session with me because God knows I can help you work through it and find that beautiful, middle ground of all of it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys. If you're still listening, um, I love your feedback. Please message me on Instagram, share this on your stories, tag me at never settle life. Thank y'all so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the never settle life podcast. I would love to have your rating and review, so let me know how you liked it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and someone that would enjoy it as well. Let me know what you would want to hear more of. Send me a comment in my latest Instagram post at Never Settle Life on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Coach Kim. I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever felt? Like there's something inside of you and and it just knows, it knows where you're going. And you're so busy doubting yourself. And you're so busy 